Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You have found the Shanty Pants Show. People ask all the questions that box you in. To classify your life with the stroke of a pen. Take those old rules, crumple them, and throw them out. We're burning that box right now. Although I am most often recognized for my ridiculous comedic fashion and makeup tutorials on my social medias, I also have a deeper side. I have been learning, growing, and recovering so much in the last couple of years, and I'm thrilled to bring you along on my journey as I continue to break the mold that I've been living in for far too long. I'm so fortunate to have the privilege of interviewing some movers and shakers who are encouraging my healing process through sharing their own stories. I speak with many who have suffered through challenges I myself have been through, such as living in a cult, infertility, foster care, adoption, and mental health illness. I have experienced firsthand how the stories of others have impacted impacted me in my journey of healing. I'm honored to bring these stories to you all in hopes that you too can learn, grow, and heal. And also to remind us all that we are not alone. Welcome to the Shanty Pants Show. So excited to bring this interview with Rebecca from Devour Power to you all today. Please keep in mind that this was recorded back when I was having some sound issues. So just stick with us. It'll be worth it. I have followed you for a long time. So this is really fun. I, all my all my girlfriends always send your clips like back and forth. So. Oh my yeah. gosh. You're, you're hilarious, obviously. I, I'm over here eating Pringles, you know, because it's noon my time. I've already had half my work day already. I already had a staff meeting. I am like <laughs> ready to go. That's awesome. That is so great. Well, I can't wait to hear all about what you do because obviously I followed you originally for the food because. Oh, thank you. So much. <laughs> but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here. Um, I am Rebecca. I am half of Devour Power. It technically consists of my husband and I, and we go around and eat over the top foods and uh, showcase them to our followers, both here in New York City and uh, we, we technically are, are a business, so we also work in Denver and Chicago. Um, and yeah, now there's three of us because we had a baby. He is 10 months old. His name's Parker. He's very cute. He's starting to make video debuts now that he can chew because he's 18. Um, so that's <laughs> always fun. And yeah, no, we just... We are a food recommendation source that really started, we started 10 years ago this October, and um, now we're we're just up and running. We're Instagram and TikTok, and we used to be Snapchat, but God knows what happened with that. Oh, Remember no. that platform? Right. Um, yeah, I'm like, 
it's like dating myself. It used to be MySpace, <laughs> but uh, we're not that old. Um, yeah, so we just we just really started off just wanting to have fun, and it has turned into a full time business. Um, we both quit our jobs maybe six, seven years ago to do this full time, full time, and now we are a crew. We've got. Uh, full-time employees that are salaried that we fly around and we turned it into a social media marketing firm. So we do social media for restaurants on a full-time basis and it is freaking fun. That's all I know. It's very fun. Awesome. That is so awesome. Now, what did you guys do before you moved into this? So we, okay. So Greg was a neurophysiologist So he was in uh, brain and spinal surgeries in the hospital, in the operating room. So he would be the guy that would go in and hook you up to all those little electrodes, communicate with the surgeon to make sure they don't get too close to a nerve to potentially do some major damage. Um, So that's what he did. And I was in real estate. I was in condo and co-op sales, um, particularly on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And um, it was fantastic. We actually both really liked our job, but it had been a couple of years into us doing this as a hobby and a restaurant approached us and said, you know, would you consider running our social media, like coming in, shooting all of the food? Um, And back then it was it was only basically photos. It wasn't really video at that point because, you know, Instagram obviously changes um, or every social media platform changes. Now it's all video. But uh, and we were like, eh, let's give it a try. Like how, you know, if we, I think we, I, I don't know how much we charge. It was like pennies to the dollar, but we were like, let's just try it. And right. we did it for about a month. And that restaurant owner loved the content that we produced and pushed out and recommended us to his friend who recommended this to his friend. Long story short, we had so many restaurants just in the Lower East Side of Manhattan at that point that we were like, wow, we can monetize this and potentially just never work for anyone but ourselves again and turn it into a full business. And so that's what we did. Yeah. Wow. That is a that's so fun too to be able to turn something that you love that's a hobby into a full-time business a lot of persistence i think Uh, i mean you know like as much as i'm like it is really fun but you also have to understand you have to answer to we have like say 45 full-time restaurants that means i've got like 45 bosses you know not necessarily my boss but you have to answer to all these people and restaurants are not closed at night after five. They are not closed on the weekends. So our our job is 24 seven, 365. It's fantastic, but you have to keep the mindset that you are trying to create something bigger. So there is no time to slack off or like, you know, everyone makes mistakes, but you gotta be careful. So we're, uh, we're blessed to also have a great team. Our employees are phenomenal. We have um, Andra and Sal- <laughs> Sandra and Alex and uh, right now, and they're amazing. So, you know, it's just uh, a day in the life, really. It's, we try to limit ourselves to like three shoots a day, but sometimes it's crazy. Today we only have, um, right after this actually, I have to head to Bayside, Queens for Mad for Chicken. Korean fried chicken spot. So I will be eating all those drums. (laughs) And now, because I've watched some of your videos and seen all your, your posts, you guys get to eat a lot of different kinds of food. And, and then obviously you make these incredible videos with it. Do you, do you use like an iPhone when you're videoing? Do you have like a video, big old video camera? How does that work? For uh, social media, particularly, except for YouTube, iPhone only. Everything is shot on the iPhone. Everything is edited with iMovie and or um, Greg. So let me back up. Greg went to school for film originally. So he he knows how to cut and edit in final. We have final cut and all that kind of stuff. So anything that's a little bit longer of a format, he'll do on there. And anything that's like, say, YouTube, we do have a big camera equipment, all that crap. But... Social media really favors iPhone in our experience. 
So everything, all the behind the scenes restaurant stuff that we shoot in their kitchens is all handheld iPhone, handheld light. Our light is, oh, it's not with me. It's in, my, it's in the other office, but it's like this big. It's a tiny little thing. Um, so wow. yeah, we, cause you know, like a lot of these kitchen spaces, especially here in New York city are like the size of your closet. They're tiny. What, what people uh, can push out of kitchens here is very impressive, but it leave, it doesn't leave room wow. for extra people and extra stuff, you know? So we shoot absolutely right. everything on right. iPhone. Um, and push it all out on iPhone. And for some reason in, in our experience, wow. like Instagram and TikTok really favors, their algorithm favors those kind of photos. I don't know if it's just, I'm not really sure why. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> I don't understand. I just tell people, be, be yourself. Be yourself, be do consistent. your thing. That is it. Be consistent. Post every day if you can. I mean, if you can't, that's okay. But just be consistent. Don't just fall off and disappear. Um, definitely be yourself. I personally love to follow accounts that show their face. Like, there are tons yes. and tons yes. of food accounts. But if I can't, like relate to you somehow or be like oh like she's just like me or she's so funny or he i don't yes. find it as interesting or i i don't get as engaged with it because i'm like is this a robot like are you know because you could be just somebody pushing out content left right up and down but are you interesting <laughs> there's there's too many people to follow. I, I want to follow someone that I can look at and relate to and like feel like I'm a part of, like I feel like I already know you, even though we've never spoken until two minutes ago. <laughs> right, exactly. And I do feel like, like you guys, I feel like that in your account. So for your account, because you obviously do ads for other companies and do social media for other companies, when you're posting on your accounts, is this also their food that you're able to still, you can still post them on your own, even if you're doing um, ads for so them as well? Technically, if you want to get into the technical side, I, I manage all of our brand partnerships. So anyone big that comes in, say, for example, McDonald's, right? They go directly to me. They don't, they don't deal with Greg. I deal with all the contract negotiations. Um, and then we come up with a plan together of what the campaign's going to be. And in the caption, no matter what, whether it be TikTok or Instagram, it will say ad um, without, okay. like, there's no contest there. The last thing I need is get audited right. for the last 10 years. Like, that is my worst nightmare. I am not playing that game. Everything, everything that's a, that's a paid ad says ad on it on our page. As far as restaurants go that are on our page, um, that are not big brands, those we pay for the food. Um, we we okay. do not accept okay. payment from restaurants for posts. If you do, it says okay. on it that this, um, I believe Greg writes, um, like this, this video was, uh, uh, like paid to promote this restaurant. Something like that is the line that he puts in there. However, that's that's very, very rare because we don't like charging restaurants. Um, the way we see it is we make enough money, especially with brand deals, that we can pay it forward. New York City's restaurants really right. took a massive hit when COVID happened, obviously. So I don't think... Uh, what do you call it? I, I don't think charging restaurants on top of them already struggling is a good idea. Um, I do think we are one of the few in New York City that does do that um, because I know for a fact most influencers do reach out. They reach out to our clients asking to get paid to post. And I just, mm, I'm not going to get into that. But um, if they are featured on our page, like say they are a client, um, say Matt for Chicken, who we're shooting today, they are a client. We do do their social, but we do not guarantee posts on our page for any client. It's not anywhere in the contract. So if we do post it, it's because we like it and we're doing something fun with it. Like, like, it's a, like a lot of them yeah. are seamless integration into a series. So we have a lot of different series like Wings with My Wife. Or hamburgers with my husband. That's yes. just like a fun series we made up that we have fun with. But if if a client has something that goes into that, you know, organically, then sure, we'll we'll cut and shoot and whatever a video and post it. 
but we're not, they're not paying us to do that because we don't offer it. Right. Probably keeps it easier for you guys really to not have to, you know. Well, there's a couple reasons. Besides the fact that, you know, I, I don't think restaurants have the budget, especially mom and pop restaurants don't have the budget to be paying influencers to come in. Um, Right. Way back, maybe nine or 10 years ago, when we had first started, we did get paid from a restaurant, like very, not much money, but we did get paid. We went in and it was awful. Like the food was awful. And we had to, we had to return the check, which was extremely uncomfortable. And like, no one, yeah, no one wants to go through that. I believe, I, I'm pretty sure our food came out and like the Brussels sprouts and stuff were still frozen. Like, and we oh, were like, oh my gosh. God, what are we going to do? So first of all, you can't guarantee the food is good when you're getting paid. Second of all, right, a lot right. of times, if a restaurant finds out we're coming in, they will send out a dish that is completely different than what everyone else is getting. Like, like oh. way more, say it's a lobster, it'll be like double the lobster. And you're like, that's not fair because the amount of people that are going to come in for this lobster roll and then think we're assholes because we're like showing up, that's not worth it either. I'm not putting my reputation on the line for like 500 bucks. Like that's, that's not happening. So we don't, we don't do that. Um, Last but not least, and this is a big one, is we are a food recommendation source. We do not rate and we do not post anything that we do not like. That's why we don't guarantee it. Um, So you'll never hear us talk bad about a restaurant ever, ever. We will never post something and be like, oh, this wasn't good or like Yelp review style, like like some kind of, you know, like entitled elitist. Um, we are positive only. We post things that we like. We post things that are fun and over the top and messy. And uh, because too many people go to these restaurants and you can't post something that's actually really crappy and then, you know, everyone's mad at you. It's, it's not worth it. So we also um, have worked hospitality, both of us in our lifetime. And we know that the kitchen has off days. You know, the chef could have a really shitty day. Maybe he's not even there. Something happened with the food delivery. You know, you never know what's going on in the kitchen. And that's why we don't think that posting about something that came out wrong or is bad is is good either. It's bad karma, man. Just keep it positive. Keep it happy right. and move on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I love your attitude and your positivity towards it because it's true. Like, and I, we're both my husband and I also worked in restaurants. And, um, so we, you know, there's days that a waiter is, uh, and who knows what really is going on with them, but like really, really bad service. We always tip, we always tip good because we're like, you never know, you never know. And even if they are really a jerk in real life, and this is just how they are normally, maybe a good tip. It's like, oh, well, like maybe that changes their life. You never know. Oh, I absolutely. love that you guys don't bash restaurants. No, and, never, you never, know. never. Um, tips are a big thing. Uh, tips are huge. Um, I worked behind the bar here in Manhattan for 10 years, multiple restaurants and clubs and things like that. We both used to work cater waiter events. So like we've worked in very famous people's homes, both private bartending, et cetera. And uh-huh. How you treat people who work in a restaurant is like the core of who you are. I, I have zero tolerance for people that are assholes to waiters. Like, oh, it makes me so angry. Or that are cheap. Or like they'll deduct the tax and tip up. Get them. If you can't afford 20% of the total bill at least, go home. Like don't, don't go out. You know, it's not that, it's not yes. rock science. Like this is their job. They're not salaried. Right. I actually love that subject because I totally agree. I, I feel like I, I, I try not to judge people too much because I was raised very judgmental in a very judgmental environment, but people that, like you said, are rude to wait staff. I judge them. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Nice. It's not hard. Yes. I just, 
No, I do. I do not like it. It's it's just so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. I don't Could like it at all. Imagine so, someone going to do a job and like being an asshole to you for no reason. Like you came in there. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah. People are just so entitled. You know, I think so entitled. And so if, you know, the waiter's having a bad day. It's yeah. like, watch out. Oh my gosh, that's so that's the worst. That's so good, the though. worst. Anyways. Now that I'm all like hot and like boiling, like like pissed off now. <laughs> I need to get it on. <laughs> so you guys have done you have multiple like social media accounts just yes. that are yours. And we'll put those all in the show notes too, so people can go follow all the But those so what is the difference between your different social media platforms besides Uh, like your personal ones? So we have ones like Devour Burgers, Devour Mac and Cheese, etc. We started them just for fun as almost like repost accounts just to see where it went. However, as time went on, we started partnering with restaurants to do our own menus as pop-ups. So, for example, at the Bedford, which is here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, they had a five-burger Devour smash burger menu for about a year as a pop-up called Devour Burgers. They are, we would go and meet with the owners and the chefs and create the menu. And like every other month, we'd like switch a burger out for something new and and kind of rotate. And um, that one, you know, it's all obviously we get a small percentage of profit obviously, because we do all the marketing, we help do the creative concept, and they use our name to our burgers. Um, and that one, though, happened around the Black Lives Matter movement. So um, a percentage of those, a percentage of our profits from that went to um, UNCF um, to go towards, you know, college education. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it revolved from kind of just fun accounts to pop-up restaurant accounts. So then we did Devour Fried Chicken at Ornella in Astoria, Queens. Um, then we did Devour Mac and Cheese at Harlem Public in Harlem in Manhattan. So it's all just a rotating trial and error, fun, whatever the heck we want to do with it. Uh, I, at the moment, we're not doing any of them, but um, I, I think we're going to start a, another Devour Smash Burger soon with a different restaurant. So, yeah, they're just like side fun projects, really, because um, it's fun to get creative with over-the-top food. <laughs> right, right. Well, and you have, like, between, like, TikTok and Instagram, you have mm-hmm. millions of followers, millions and millions of followers. So, what did, like, what did your accounts like how quickly did they take off to where it was like, Oh wow, this uh, the is a first big deal. year or so. Um, which again was 10 years ago in October, which is like mind blowing. Um, we started Instagram when Instagram first launched. Um, so because we had been so early to the game, um, bigger accounts like food and wine and food network, et cetera, started to repost us all the time. And that's how we really started to roll. Um, And then we ended up being, and I believe we still are the largest account that is New York city based that posts only things that they create. We don't do reposts. So um, because of that, so many outlets reach out to us between like, like we were featured on Cosmopolitan, um, you know, bigger outlets reach out to us both because we're large. And I honestly, I could be wrong, but I honestly think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're a couple and uh, had eventually gotten married. Now we have a baby. So like, it's not just like a, like a boyfriend, girlfriend that they're like, (laughs) are they going to be here next year? We don't really know. Um, so right, I think that gives us right. an advantage. I think they really, it makes us very relatable because a lot of our followers reach out and they're like boyfriend, girlfriends, or, you know, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever, you know, couples and, or married. So I think that really, really is a, it's just a relatable thing about us. We try and keep it very, I don't know, personal. We, we, we really try to be natural as natural as possible and be as real as possible with our followers. Um, you know, like half the time I have no makeup on and I look like shit and I'm eating like mac and cheese and I've got it all over me. And 
who cares? It's not, I, I don't want to be an Instagram model. It's about the food. Like, leave you alone. I'll get mean comments about, like, my nails aren't done right. And I'm like, who gives a shit? I'm like, you're, you're supposed to be looking at the burger. Leave me alone. That's why I like you guys so much. Is I'm like, I can relate to these people. And like you said earlier, too, you're putting your faces out there. Mm-hmm. People are no, getting to know your personalities. And that's <laughs> fun, I mean, the food is amazing. Yeah. And you're, you know, how do you play it? And all of it is just gorgeous. Yeah. But it's the fun of your personalities and getting to know you. And like you said, even kind of following along for people that have followed you a long time to see you get married and then the, now the baby. Yeah. So well, that I is, I think it's, <laughs> yes, it's just really a whole another level, but that's, you guys are a lot of fun and I love the messy. Like, I just want to come and have lunch with you today. <laughs> anytime, please. Maybe sometime. Anytime, fly out. Um, oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. You would definitely know where to take us. That would be. And I, I mean, food is we, my thing. We would have uh, no no limits because, oh. dear God, I. that's why I do love New York City, man. I've been here 16 years now, and we are in the process of hopefully buying a place here in Brooklyn in like a month or so. You're not getting me out of here anytime soon. There's no way. It's just, there's anything and everything you can think of food-wise, you can get here. You know? It's like the serious melting pot of every culture. And I, I, I really appreciate that about, about being here. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're stuck. I'm stuck for the food. Not stuck. You want to be stuck. I want to be. Yeah, that's so great though. That's so great. And you guys, you have you did you you made or made you uh, published a cookbook, correct? Yeah, um, that was with Page Street, which is a division of Macmillan. Um, they approached us uh, about a year and a half before COVID hit to come up with a with an idea for a book and we were like all right let's do over the top recipes we did 52 over the top recipes from 52 different restaurants all over new york city all the different boroughs had the chefs cut it down into single serving portions um a lot of the things that you see on our instagram so like the mac and cheese burger from the bedford he you know where the whole bun is mac and cheese and um so it took almost an entire year, at least, to do that book. And in the middle of COVID, then COVID hit. Then we had to somehow figure out how to shoot the entire thing while COVID was happening. So you, we had to like be outside. Half the restaurants weren't open. They were only like takeout delivery. It was insanity. It was really, it was insanity. And it was frustrating because... Then after all that, I don't know if you remember, but they, we had um, the U.S. had a big cargo ship that got stuck in a river in like the Nile or something. Our book was on that ship. So our book got stuck on there for like an additional two months. So it missed the publishing date, which was supposed to be before Christmas because it was a big Christmas launch. Oh, no. So it didn't even come out until like like mid-winter. And we we're like, what the f- Uh, I don't know I don't know it was a fun experience would I do it again I don't know it was more work than you can even like fathom I I was I was floored how hard that was it was just you know we had to have we had a great recipe editor Douglas Tratter 
Um, he's Michael Simon's recipe editor. So he, had, he was working with us full time virtually from like Cleveland. Our photographer, Ken Goodman, who is absolutely amazing. He's out in like Long Island and he was having to drive in. We we're all like masked up, like trying to shoot fake, trying to rearrange restaurants to make them look like they're open, even though they were permanently closed because of COVID. It was, it was very interesting. <laughs> So it was really quite an experience, but it's out. It's a cool book. Um, I, I should send you one. I should have done that before the podcast. Send me your, your mailing address. I'll send you one. Um, they're fun. They're really fun, fun recipes. Some of them are a little harder than others. Some of them are not that bad, but uh, lots of really cool sauces too. So you can kind of like use them for different things. They have like an Alabama white sauce from Pig Beach, which anyway, doesn't matter. All really good. Crazy food. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Um, so wait, I gotta I gotta ask you questions. When did you start? What got you into this? And like, what is happening? Yeah, well, hold on. What? Enough about me. <laughs> no, everyone wants to know about you. I, I just I I love you guys. But uh so I I had just like a small like Instagram account that was like for friends and families for for years. And then when COVID hit, I had, you know, before TikTok was TikTok, it was musically. So I had a musically account and would do like videos with my girls, like little dance videos or whatever. And then when it turned into TikTok during COVID or right before COVID. I started doing videos because we were stuck at home mm-hmm. and then like one went viral and then more and more and more did. And so it just turned into what it is now. Yes. And now I love it. And I'm like in the middle of the, the podcast I'm obsessed with right now because I got to talk to like the coolest people. Like I want to go meet everyone mm-hmm. I've talked to. I just like, I don't know. It's been so fun connecting with, I just love talking. So it's fun connecting to people. I love hearing other people's stories and seeing like the progression of maybe like hard times and it gets better. And so I love that. And that has helped me so much in my life. So I'm like, I got to share. And I was on a bunch of podcasts. So I'm like, this is fun. Like, why should I, I should just do this. Podcasts and then I get to work. work. Yeah. And I'm doing it all myself. At first I was like, maybe I'll have, and it was so expensive and it's a hobby right now. And so I'm like, I have to do it myself. So it's been, it's definitely been trial and error, but I'm, I'm having a blast. And again, I just get to talk to like such cool people and I'm having, yeah, I'm just having such a blast. And then I love doing the videos and I just, you know, I, again, it's to me, it's just being relatable, being myself. I'm just myself and it is what it is. And like you said, you all people criticize you for, you know, what, and it's like, all the time. Your weight, your skin, your nails. And it's like, dude, let me live. Like, if you don't like it, don't watch. I don't give a shit. Like, no way. mind. I just, I do not understand other people. It's crazy. But overall, it's so much yeah. fun. And I love it. And now I'm digging into this podcast thing. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that a lot, too. But that's well, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with you have to make it fun. Like the moment it's not fun, you need to reevaluate and, and you know, kind of like change your mindset, change your path, whether it be changing up your style, changing up what social media platform right. you are interested in. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of that. In 10 years, are you kidding me? We, we started a podcast. We hated it. We started a YouTube channel and we love it, but it takes so long to shoot and edit those. Um, we really found our groove in Instagram and then TikTok. So that's really where we're at right now. But the moment it, the moment it sucks is the moment you really need to reevaluate and take a breather. Sometimes just like sitting and talking with friends and getting ideas of like, new series or something like that like we do it all the time we have we sit down we just had a two-hour monday meeting with our staff just talking about like clients and like what's fun is there anything new that you've heard about in the food world or you know it's it's bouncing off of other people and other ideas and i think that's what's so cool about social media is there's so many of us that are connected on apps that, uh, that really yes. you can help each other oh, out. Totally. Too. And that's what I think has been so neat about it is that community feel. And I think, especially during COVID, we needed that. We needed that kind mm-hmm. of community feel. And that's what I realized 
when I start posting all my funny videos, I don't even know how long into it it was. I posted a more serious one, which I had never done before. And it was real quick. One of the ones where people like point, 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 one of the trends. And as soon as I shared that, I had so many people reaching out because they knew me as this funny person, but then they're like, oh, but you've been through some stuff you know, to get. Right. And so right. that made me realize. It's nice to see that you're a real person. Yes. And so that's where, like I said, I tell people to ask, I'm like, just be yourself. I don't know what other advice besides that, because the, it is what it is. Like there's good days, there's bad days. We're all normal humans. No one's perfect. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, um, but yeah, I think that was a neat thing during COVID. And then what it's turned into, like all the moms that I've met now from being on podcasts mm-hmm. or just on social media, it's just been so much fun. And and like you said, we've learned from each other and we've supported each other. And I've met people like in different, you know, like a mental health is a big thing for me. And I've met some like experts that I never would have met before that have given me some really good advice. And so it's like, how cool. Like I never would have known these people existed if it weren't for social media. Yeah, it's so cool. Absolutely. It's weird. And it's like you meet people in real life, maybe that you followed for a long time and you instantly are friends because you feel like yes. you've known them yes. for so long, which you kind of have, yes. but it's like, it's like a whole different dynamic now. And I really appreciate it. I think that's the upside of social yes. media um, for sure. Uh, yeah. It's just like the connections you can make with people so far away right. that you would have never had the chance or opportunity to meet oh, yeah. prior. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's just fascinating. Now, when you guys, you obviously had this business for 10 years. Now, when COVID hit, you said you were doing this cookbook during that. How, mm-hmm. how did your business change otherwise? So being completely honest, we did all right during COVID um, because who we are in our style. So we are over the top food porn kind of restaurants, which means fast casual and fast casual restaurants here most of them stayed afloat because of takeout and delivery. So we we pushed even harder on social media for them. Um, we lost a couple um, of our fine dining clients because that went to the wayside. Um, and we did lay off some staff um, at that point because we were so unsure and because here in New York City to get on unemployment was like insanity. So I was like, let me just lay them off and I'll, I'll take on additional work if we can maintain and retain these clients. Um, so as soon as we realized like most of the clients were going to do okay, we actually gave, we gave a 50% discount to their entire client list um, based on knowing they were about to get hit really hard. And because of that, we, once COVID was over and everyone kind of shifted to take out delivery and got their feedback, you know, ready to go. Um, we kept every single client and then gained a ton. You know, you, you, you just, you got to roll with the punches and you also have to understand someone else's situation. And just because we would do the same amount of work, they couldn't afford it at that point. And so we just kind of tried to work with them to continue to, because if they dropped off the social media, they were screwed. Like that's basically the only marketing that they, that they had. Um, as these smaller, like we said, we, we do mostly smaller mom and pop restaurants. We do a couple franchises, but nothing crazy. So that budget just wasn't there. Um, as soon as it all ended and we were allowed to do indoor dining, et cetera, again, like we're back up and running full speed plus some. So we, we got very fortunate in that, in that we really only focus on fast, casual food places and they, they, they survived. Most of them, they got survive yeah yeah and it so, changed like drastically for you because you're already yeah. on social i mean and that's where i feel like so many people moved to social media during covid because it was like our only thing to do so mm-hmm. you were already there and just waiting for all the new people to come on board well yeah we we got i i don't say the word lucky because we do work our butts off and it's it's not luck it's it's hard work it's not i'm not trying to trying to downplay it because like i said we work an insane amount of hours um i have a great nanny thank god <laughs> uh, 
and you know everything's kind of mobile so worst case scenario i can work from home we have an office here in a co-working space literally across the street from where our apartment is so like it's all it's all pretty seamless um but anyway yeah so thankfully and then so you got pregnant obviously during covid and <laughs> like <Oops. what> else? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we actually, believe it or not, had already always said we weren't sure if we wanted kids. Um, we weren't trying, but we weren't not trying. It happened and we are absolutely thrilled. Obviously he's amazing. He's the cutest little baby. Um, but believe it or not, when I first met Greg again, we're actually in June, it's our 10 year anniversary, but our this month, it's our 10 year anniversary. I'm like, what month is it? Uh, this month is our 10 year anniversary. And when I first met him, probably like two weeks in, I said to him, I just want to let you know that one day I believe I want to adopt. And if you're not okay with that, then like, let's end this now because that's not an option. Um, so we had him. Um, and then I, I don't think I'm going to have another one biologically. I think that adoption is more the route for us in the future. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it's, it's just like a, it's a very important topic for us. Um, uh, my Not to get super into it because I don't have much more time. I actually have to go drive to Queens. But when I was growing up, I grew up with a single father. Um, he was extremely religious and um, he got very sick when I was about 13 years old and was never the same. And um, during times that he was more sick than others, I was flown, I, he moved us to Tulsa, Oklahoma, so he could go to Bible school, first of all. The rest of my family's on the East Coast. So when he got really sick, I was basically flown back and put in voluntary foster with random different family members who obviously I had known, but not like really. Um, and I was very fortunate because I had family that was able to take me. Um, it could have been, you know, I could have gone to the state and done that whole thing. Um, so I'm so thankful and I'm forever indebted to certain family members for that. However, I do know the feeling all too well of like not feeling like you belong anywhere kind of. And I, I, I just, I'd like to be able to solve that for, for somebody in their life. So whether or not we adopt a little older or like a siblings or whatever, um, I think that's, that's our route. Oh, did you know my kids are adopted? I yeah. do know your yeah. kids are adopted. I think that's freaking amazing. I think that's amazing. I know. It is quite yeah. the experience. And I love it when people have the heart for it. And, you know, it's not for everyone. It's a long, hard road. But it is, um, it's obviously so worth it. It's amazing. That's, uh, that's so, that's so cool, though. But you got your little guy now. And that's fun. That so oh, he is uh, adorable. He's, a little, he's huge. He's the size of a two-year-old. Um, he's in 24-month clothes. Uh, he's just like a little tank and I, I really love that. Like, I, I don't, I don't worry about him. He like tumbles and he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> That's how my son was. He, when we got him, he was a month old and he was like, you know, normal average size. And then he plumped up and the roles on this child were <laughs> extreme. And we went we went to Hawaii when he was six months old and all the locals were calling him. Um, oh, oh shoot. Now I just, Oh shoot. What are they? Dang it. Anyway, poi. They're like, he's a poi baby. He's a poi baby. And it was Aww. precious. And I mean, just I'll send you a picture like a yeah. sumo wrestler baby. Aww, so cute. I love that baby. I love the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Your guy is adorable. And his hair. <laughs> He better have Greg's hair. That's all I'm saying. He is Greg's tan. He is like brown right now, like super brown. But man, he better get Greg's hair. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That would be amazing. All right. Well, you need to go. So um, do you have time for a couple quick questions? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Rapid fire. First, first, first off, where did you meet or how did you meet your husband? 
the Dream Hotel pool party, which is in Chelsea, uh, on a Monday afternoon, I walked up to him and I said, you're really cute. Where are you from? He said, Brantford, Connecticut. And I said, holy shit, I'm from two towns away from you. And uh, he is four years younger than me. So he was a freshman when I was a senior. And one of my friends dated his captain of his baseball team while he, he made varsity as a freshman. So basically... Should have known each other our whole lives. Whoa, that is crazy. How cool. How cool. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay. And then what what is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh. Yeah. Um, the best compliment. Honestly, this is gonna this is gonna sound like I'm blowing smoke up my own ass, excuse my language. A lot of people that I meet, um, especially because of social media. Um, say basically that I'm a lot nicer in person than they expected me to be. <laughs> Good compliment. I love it. I just, you know, like you can't judge a book by its cover. And sometimes I have the worst resting bitch face. And I really, I'm like just zoned out. Like I, I'm running a company. I'm managing like, you know, all these employees. I've got a kid. Like I, my brain can't take anymore. So I kind of check out once in a while and I think I just look really fucking mean. So I just, I just, I think nice is the key. My, my Instagram handle, which is actually a tattoo on the side of me as well as love is an action verb. And if you are going to say you love someone or say you, you know, you're going to be nice, do it, you know, don't just say things like be that person. I love that. I saw, I, I noticed that was your handle and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And how fun, what a great tattoo too. I love that. Yeah. It was something my dad said growing up. So when he passed, that's what I, I tattooed it. And uh, it's, it, it's true, man. Like you gotta just, don't just say it. You gotta do things. And whether that mean, you know, just being nice to the next person next to you in the elevator, or whether it means you have time to donate and help, help like a a food kitchen like we have some great organizations here that we try and help out whether it be donations um or time or money whatever it might be do your best that's all we can do yeah absolutely i love that i i i I, and as far as a book goes i i hate that i'm gonna say this i am a huge nerd and there's a there's a author called j.a jance j-a-n-c-e i believe it is Uh and she writes like almost like crime murder mystery but it's super easy reading and i'm on book like 15 of hers and it's so easy it's like mindless it's all the same like cop doing these like you know it's basically detective books but they're they're like they're very simple you know, so like, don't judge me because I'm not reading the Da Vinci Code. I can't. <laughs> you know, mom brain, I can only handle several books. I, there's some I had to put on hold for probably <laughs> years, you know, it might be a hot yeah. minute before I get back to some. Yeah. But that's good. No, I love that. I love that. I'm finding, yeah, no, that's great because that's. <laughs> sounds like it would be exactly I was like this isn't gonna be good this is this is gonna tell you that I have the reading level and the the attention span of a 12 year old but that's all right they're very good I yeah I I I'm I'm there with you I really am have you read um anything by Kathy Reaches or I feel that that's how you say her name (laughs) they're they're like that like crime also, I'll have to send her to you. Like they're fabulous. Yeah, send me. They're very easy and fun, and it's you know crime stuff. But yeah, they're fun. Um, okay, well, thank you so so much for meeting with me. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking with me through all those sound issues. I had such an amazing time with Rebecca. We really did have a great time chatting and I am just so thankful to her for spending some time with me today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Find out more about Rebecca and Devour Power. Check out the show notes for all of the links to their social media. They are definitely someone that you need to be following.
Thank you all for joining me for another episode of the Shanty Pants Show. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me every week. You can find all of my links to all my social medias, anything your heart desires at shantypantsshow.com. You can even find my amazing merch is back up and running there. And you can email me from there. All the things. All the things. Also, you always ask, how can you help me out with this whole podcast situation? You can subscribe to my podcast. You can leave reviews. You can share it with friends. I appreciate it all. So I am super excited to bring you guys the rest of the season. It's going to be amazing. And I'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.